Hey, what's up, everybody? Justin Ochoa here, your host of the Gym Sessions Podcast, and I'm super excited to get in today's episode. This is going to be the intro episode, so it's not episode one. We've got episode one coming next week with special guest Derek Grant, who is an amazing mental performance coach, mindset coach, mentor, a friend of mine, coach of mine, somebody that I really respect and somebody that I think you guys are going to really love their insight and and what he brings to the show. So that'll be episode one next week. Today's episode is is more of an intro to the show. It's not your typical episode. It's going to be me talking to myself. So pretty awkward there. So no interview, no guest, just me and, and myself in this private studio talking to myself about God knows what. So I don't even have an outline. I just want to give you guys a little bit of context on what the show is all about, who I'm trying to reach, and how this show came to life. Because there there are so many people with podcasts today. I want you guys to understand really how much work I've put into this and how much work I'm going to put into this to make sure that this show becomes what I know it can be and what I know that the industry needs, especially the basketball community. So without any further ado, let's get into today's episode. Before I do that, I just I just want to send a quick shout out to Hoist. Today's episode is sponsored by Hoist for my video listeners here. Make sure you go get this blue raspberry flavor it just dropped. It's amazing. Those of you guys that have been following me for a long time know how much I love Hoist. It's an amazing amazing hydration drink it's the best on the market and i'm not just saying that i'm so excited to have them a part of the show so excited to have their support hoist is exactly what you need especially if you're an athlete has a perfect balance a perfect formula of electrolytes magnesium calcium sodium potassium it has phosphates it has chlorides it's formulated to give you rapid instant rehydration during or post-exercise without having water sloshing around in your stomach, without having food coloring like Red 40 and modified food starch in your drinks. Stuff like that just doesn't make sense. We, it's 2022. It's time to get away from the Gatorades, away from the sugary drinks. Get yourself something like Hoist. I promise you, you'll feel an immediate difference. If you want to learn more about Hoist, check out drinkhoist.com. If you like what you see, feel free to use my discount code PACE, capital P-A-C-E. Gets you 10% off any order. And I truly, genuinely cannot thank them enough for their support of this podcast and their amazing product, which I would use whether or not we had a partnership or not. Shout out to Hoist. And let's get into today's episode. So for you guys that are new to me, maybe never heard of me, or you're listening for the first time, my name is Justin Ochoa. Obviously, I am a strength conditioning coach, basketball skill development coach. My goal is to help basketball players develop. I work with athletes from youth to pro and every level in between. I've worked with NBA, WNBA, G League, overseas, international Olympians, And I've also worked with the middle school kid who got cut from his seventh grade team. I've worked with the fourth grader who's never touched a basketball before. I've worked with special needs athletes who just want to have fun and and be a part of a team and, and learn the game. Every single aspect of basketball, I've probably had experience within that. And I think that's kind of what, that's where my heart is and that's where I'm best served. I'm best serving other people, I should say, is in that basketball community. So 
something that's near and dear to my heart, which is, you know, a huge reason why this podcast came to life. And we'll get into that later on this episode, but kind of want to give you guys some details, a little background on who I am and kind of what I do. One big thing that's, I think, important to understand is how I got here. And it's such a untraditional route, <laughs> like probably one of the most untraditional routes of any strength coach that I know or that I've come into contact with. Went to Ball State University. There I was majoring in telecommunications, which is kind of ironic now because I'm sitting here with a camera and a mic in my face, which is everything I did in college and everything that I thought I wanted to do for a living. You go to college, you're 18. If sports are involved, that's a big thing. You know, you think you're going to take it to the next level in sports. You don't really know what you want to do with your life. So when I got to Ball State, I, I really wasn't sure kind of what direction I wanted to go. So I chose this. I wasn't planning on being at Ball State for my entire four years. I had some things kind of go wrong with my recruitment. Ended up at Ball State. It was going to kind of be just like a year off. And I would go back to playing basketball my sophomore year at a small D3 school, which is kind of like the level that I played at. So none of that happened as, as planned because, as you know, you get to college and life happens. You get the freedom you never had before start making bad decisions. But anyway, I found myself in this telecommunications program, which was a David Letterman powered program. And I really, really enjoyed it. But fast forward to later on in my college career, um, some, I think it was like my sophomore or junior year, I ran into some health issues and I was having trouble with my gut health, which was affecting my immune system. It, it was really taking a toll on me and I wasn't sure what was really going on because, you know, in college, you're not living the best lifestyle. You don't have the best diet. You're kind of just in survival mode. I didn't have any money. I was eating terrible food, drinking, doing other substances that are terrible for your body. I ran into some health issues and for about a year, I got tests done after test done after test done. And we could never figure out what it was. Now, eventually we did figure it out and I had something called celiac disease, which is a medical, I stress medical intolerance to gluten. This was 2010, 2011. Never heard the word gluten before in my life. <laughs> now it's like the popular thing to do is to eat gluten free. But at the time, I didn't know what gluten was. I didn't know how to eat gluten free. Catherine and I were together at the time. She basically had to tell me what I could and could not eat. So I had this this medical crisis kind of go on, which led me to get really, really, really involved in nutrition. That's kind of where things started to change for me. So I was happy in my in my media program, but when I got sick and started to dive in on some of the things that you can do with your nutrition, I fell back in love with training. I fell back in love with fitness. And I've been working out and I've been playing ball on the side and everything, but not at a high level that I was used to or not really taking it as seriously as I do now or as I should have in the past. That sickness or that illness, that disease, whatever you want to call it, that got me back into nutrition, which got me back into training, which got me obsessed because I figured out how I could heal myself, which then sparked an idea like, oh, light bulb, if I can do this for me, I can probably do this for others. And I was lucky enough in high school to have a really good strength coach named Brian Clark, who's still a strength coach to, to this day. And he was an amazing mentor 
all four years of my high school career. I mean, he ran a college style program at a very high level at a one of the best academic or excuse me, one of the best best athletic schools in the country. And he had us really, really training the right way. I already had a good background of training, understanding coaching, understanding exercise, things like that. When I became obsessed with this is when things really started to take off for me. So first thing I did was like, oh man, I want to change my major. Like if I want to do this for a career, I have to change my major, have to major in exercise science or kinesiology or something like that. And so I go to my counselor and I'm like, yeah, I want to change my major to this. And they're like, I don't think you want to do that. I'm like, why? So I was in a bachelor of arts program. Media is an art program, obviously. Exercise science is not, it's a science program. So by this time it was like my junior year and I was on track to graduate. So a great portion of my classes would not have transferred to my new graduation track if I switched my major from a BA to a BS. So I'm like, hmm, that's tough because I'm not trying to be in college for six years. You know, I got goals. I want to move on with my life. At that time, I thought I was going to be a millionaire by the time I was like 25. I decided, you know, it's time to self-educate. And I kept going with my media track. I graduated on time in four years. But for the last two years of college, I was renting out books about exercise science. I had friends in that program and I would basically be like, hey, yo, what book are you guys using? And I go and rent it out from the bookstore. And then eventually I got a job at the bookstore and I just stopped renting it out. I would just take pictures of the pages and, and, and read them or I would make copies on the copy machine or uh, scan them to my email. And, and so that was my way of, you know, not spending $300 on this book, but still getting the education. So I'd read the same books that that program was reading. At the time, I was reading a lot of T Nation, a lot of Mike Robertson, Eric Cressy, Joe DeFranco, Mike Boyle, you know, kind of the godfathers of the strength and conditioning field. And those are kind of who shaped my coaching style, uh, Louis Simmons, a lot of his stuff. I spent two years just educating myself on all the different aspects of, I even started getting certifications when I was in college. Like at this point, I think I have like every NASM certification that you can have because it's, I mean, let's be honest, like it's kind of a scam. So the whole CEU stuff, you know, you get this accreditation, then you got to support it with two CEUs and then their course is 1.9 and then you get your C your CPR and that's 0.1. So every two years, I'm basically getting a new certification. At that point, like I ran out of certifications that they have. <laughs> it was like, I say all that just to say, if you want to, listener who's trying to get into this, you can self-educate. Would I recommend it? I don't know. Like, I feel like that formal education would have been great for me because of my learning style. Sometimes I get caught up, you know, diving down rabbit holes that don't matter. So maybe I spent a year studying something that I don't even use today. So there's there's always, you know, pros and cons of every type of education format. But I think it's good to be well-rounded. I would not trade my experience in for any other experience. I'm just kind of throwing that out there that, you know, if you are formally educated, that's great. If you're not, that's great too. If I could have had a blend of both, that would I think that would have set me up for success sooner 
because of the tradition of this industry and, you know, kind of how the resumes look and those connections, your professors or the internships that you get or the GA spots that you get, things like that help you get your foot in the door. And I didn't have any of that, but we'll get to that later. I ended up graduating college in four years, which was a shock to many. I immediately take a job in media. So I get a, a, a radio station job and I was working nine to five. I was actually their digital media manager. So I managed their website. It was three radio stations owned by the same company, managed their website, all their web ads. I ran all of their internet marketing. I designed graphics for them, all that good stuff. So stuff that was relevant to my degree, stuff that I still do today as a business owner who kind of wears a lot of hats. You know, I'm the, I'm the social media person. I'm the trainer. I'm the janitor. I'm all of those things today. That kind of helped me develop a professionalism, an approach to be able to wear multiple hats and get multiple jobs done simultaneously. I worked at the radio station and I absolutely hated it. What I did on the side was I trained people. By that time, I was already certified. Now we're talking 2012. So I was already certified. I was already kind of fixing my own health issues with that. I kind of skipped over that, but that took a long time for me. Like I got down to like 155 pounds, which if you know me today, like I sit around like 190 to 200 at any given time. So I was down to 155 because my health was so poor. And so for me, like, I mean, I probably weighed 155 in like the eighth grade, if I'm being honest, it took a lot for me to gain back muscle do it the right way, train the right way, all that stuff. Kind of settled at this point on this is what I want to do for a living and this is how I'm going to do it. So I'm working at the radio station at the time, got a little training business on the side and I'm training people before or after work. I'm training myself, obviously, uh, before or after work. And basically I do that until I, I, I can take the leap of faith. Like I knew I didn't want to work in radio. I knew that strength conditioning was what I wanted to do. At the time, I was training anybody who would who would listen to me, and those were some dark times. Like those those training sessions, those training programs were so bad. Like if if I would publish those today, you guys would get a kick out of that because they, you know, just like anything, you don't you don't know what you don't know. So I was just so green, so fresh to the industry, trying to do my best and you know you grow over time programs get better all that good stuff but eventually i get to the point where i have enough clients on the side and i kind of had hit my breaking point at the radio station doing something that i don't truly love which i think is important for you guys to understand that it's okay to do something that you hate if it's fueling or funding a passion of yours or something that you do want to do so like a lot of times you, you're going to have to put in some work in a way or on something that you don't necessarily think has a long-term payoff for you. So for me, I was just funding the money that I was making at the radio station was funding my training business to get my equipment, to get my 7,000 certifications, invest in education, you know, like clinics and stuff like that. I kind of skipped over that. I was going to a lot of clinics back then to try to learn from people and try to network. Don't feel like you have to just be entrepreneur mode from day one and you you can just dive in with, with no life jacket and expect to make it. You, you're gonna have to probably put some work in or invest in some time or invest some money into your craft and get creative by doing that. Fast forward, 
I finally take the leap of faith. I'm a full-time trainer now on the side. And I got a little side gig at uh, GNC, the vitamin, st- the vitamin store, to kind of help you know bridge that gap. So now I'm all the way entrenched in fitness. Like this is what I do. I work at a vitamin store and I train four people on the side. Like I'm I'm him. This is what I do. Little did I know that's a tough tough grind to get yourself into. Eventually what I what I decided was I needed the infrastructure of a gym. I didn't need to be bouncing around from gym to gym. I didn't need to be you know, training at parks. I trained people in my garage, in my house, in my living room. I used to get leads from Thumbtack or get leads from uh, Craigslist, things like that, which is, it's a terrible idea. That's kind of what I knew at the time. That's all I knew at the time. And that's what I did. And that's what I thought would work. So we reached out to some gyms. We got a whole lot of no's. We got a whole lot of, oh, you don't have the experience. We got a whole lot of, oh, you know, we like your resume, but you don't have an internship, whole lot of that stuff. So what did I do? I got creative. At this point, I couldn't get an internship. I'm not a student anymore. You know, I don't have the formal education. I don't have the connections to professors or anything like that. So what I did was I I researched what's the best gym in Indiana or Indianapolis. Got uh, in touch with a guy named Mike Robertson who owns iFast. I enrolled as a client in their gym. And I said, hey, this is what I wanna do. I wanna be a trainer. I wanna be just like you guys. You guys are the best. I'm gonna train here, but I also kinda wanna know, you know why I'm doing this and why I'm doing that and kinda treat me like a little bit different than a normal client. So, you know, like, a good coach is going to explain what you're doing, obviously, but I want a little bit more than that. And they did that for me. Um, I had a coach named Ty Terrell. He's in the NBA now, I think with the Atlanta Hawks as a strength coach. And he was my primary trainer and he really broke it down for me. Like every, he really like showed me the ropes on how to be a good coach and how to be a good trainer. So I, ne- I didn't have an internship. It wasn't an internship by any means. But that was my version of getting an internship. And I paid, I think, 299 bucks a month to get that. So, you know, one of I basically have one of my clients paying me 300 a month for training. I turn around, flip that, give it to iFast. And that's how I pay for my quote unquote internship. I just say that to say there's there's always a way, even if you're not formally going through the steps that you're supposed to, you know, in the in the traditional sense. There's always a way that you can figure out a way to put yourself in a position to win. And it happens, you know, it happens all the time in different industries. You got to get creative. So that's what I did. And I did that for about a year. I trained there until I finally got lucky and met up with a gym owner who had just opened up a gym. He needed trainers, but he also needed help with his marketing, which was great for me because that's what I did. I did marketing for the radio station and I did training on my on the side, but I wanted to be a trainer, you know, full time at a gym. And so I filled those buckets for him. So it ended up being a perfect situation for me and a perfect situation for him. And, you know, everybody was happy. I got that first job. I'm doing all the side gigs. I was coaching AAU at the time. I was coaching. I was training basketball players on the side at the time as well but I was also just kind of bouncing around I didn't really have a, a home so I finally found that that place to call home 
And that was a interesting, very, it was an interesting type of gym. I would definitely say it got me ready to train all types of people and got me ready to deal with all types of management styles and co-working kind of teammate environments because it was a new gym. So, you know, a lot of times we were kind of making stuff up as we went. So I got that job in, I think, 20, 2014 or 2015. I worked there for about three years. I became the manager there. Um, I developed their sports performance department. Um, it was going really well, but my vision was bigger than what they wanted for their gym. I wanted to now really step into that world of sports performance and take it to the next level. And they were more focused on, you know, gen pop, which is great. Fine. I loved training gen pop. I mean, it really, it really helps you refine your coaching skill set. But for me, what my passion was and what I felt that I was best at was training athletes. And that was my long-term vision. That's what I wanted to do. And they didn't want to go down that path with me. So, you know, we, it was a mutual agreement like that it was best for me to, to move on and, and start my own business and which was the best thing I ever did. So around that time, I had met my business partner, Eric Allen, who was introduced to me through my father-in-law actually. And we had lunch one time and hit it off and said, boom, yeah, we were on the same path. We're on, we have the same vision, same goals. Like, mind you, I don't know him at all. We didn't know each other. It's not like we we're lifelong best friends who always had this dream of being business partners and doing this. I think that's why our business has had the success that it has because we're true business partners. Now, obviously, we're great friends today. We're like family, but we don't have that weird interaction like you would your best friend. Like you're scared to tell him something or he's scared to tell me something. We just operate like business partners. We've gotten so close over the years that we, we know exactly what each other are thinking and what we need to do to add value to our business. So in 2017 is when I left that gym to start the quest, the journey of building pace. And what what that looked like was actually very, it was interesting. So there'll be a show on that one day for sure i'll get eric on the show we'll tell you guys all the bs we had to deal with on that journey but for now i'm trying to kind of keep this keep this the outline version so so we can get through it i left that gym i started renting booth rent space from a, another gym owner just so i could have that ability to just focus on me my clients and then go build the gym so i was no longer a staff member or a manager i was an independent contractor with a goal and with a timeline on building out this gym, which was kind of funny because where I went, it was it was definitely, it was like a cute gym. You know, it was like, it was pink and purple. It smelled wonderful all the time. And I had NFL players in here slamming balls, like breaking med balls when they slam it, you know, power cleaning, all this stuff. And it was, it was definitely a funny environment for me and my training style and my clients. But at the same time, they loved us and they, they accepted us and brought us in with open arms because they understood, you know, it was kind of just a, not a stepping stone, but it was just a checkpoint for me. I had a great relationship with the owner and all the trainers there. And it was honestly one of the better work environments that I had ever been in up to that point. 
which was interesting because none of us were all none of us were on the same page. We were all independent contractors basically competing against each other. But Vanessa, the owner, had such a good culture that it was actually more of a team than I had ever been on at the time. So I just wanted to throw that in to give Vanessa a shout out if she listens to this. Like she really gave me the freedom to create my own gym while I was still actively training people and you know for for that I'm super grateful always. So in 2017 we finally found the space. Eric and I started to get to work and we really when I say get to work like we really really went in like we were doing a lot of the demo, a lot of the renovations ourselves. You know, we probably saved 20, 30 grand by doing stuff with our own hands. You know, everything but plumbing electrical and HVAC and we did everything else but those three things by ourselves we renovated a lot of it we painted all of it it was a really eye-opening process to you know how hard it is to open a business and all the things that go into opening something like a gym let alone getting denied for loans getting denied at spaces having so many people kind of slam the door in our face because gyms are such a volatile business and you know People don't want to rent to gyms. Banks don't want to lend to gyms. Like we really had a good, ex- uh, uh, not a good experience, but a eye-opening experience on kind of how tough it is to open up a business that has a track record of failing. Like that is something that a lot of people, entrepreneurs, don't think about. What is the track record of the industry that you're trying to get in? You want to get into real estate? It'll be easy to get funding. It'll be easy to find those connections. You want to get into something like strength conditioning. It's kind of a weird, like territorial thing. I can't reach out to many gym owners and ask them, Hey, how did you do this? How did you do that? Like they almost want to protect their industry secrets. And I've literally been told that by trainers is like, I can't tell you that that's a trade secret. It's like, well, we're in the same trade, bro. Why wouldn't you tell me? Why wouldn't you want me to help my athletes just like you help yours. But that's just kind of the way that the the egos of the strength conditioning world work, unfortunately. So anyway, long story short, just want to throw that in there. Pace opened. Uh, we got the gym open in 2018, March 2018. And then we started booming. Like we started training. At the time, I was also working on the side for a company called Andy Sports. No, excuse me, Indy Hoops Academy, training basketball, coaching basketball, because that's always been something I've, you know, uh, it's always been part of my professional career and uh, coaching AAU as well at that time. But that's when I started to kind of drop all of those things and, and just put everything into pace, put all my eggs in one basket and really grow pace and grow the gym. And that's exactly what we did. We essentially outgrew the gym in a pandemic, which is crazy, which I, I definitely want to touch on a little bit of that era too. And kind of when we moved to Westfield and all that good stuff. So we um we were there for three years. Like I said, March 2017 is when we moved in. Then obviously the pandemic hit March 2020. We shut down. And then in November of 2020, uh, 2020, we struck up a partnership with a company in Grand Park, which is like a multi-sports complex for those that are not familiar. And we moved, we basically shut that gym down and moved everything up to Westfield, Indiana and started operating out of there. So if I backtrack a little bit, I I think some of the COVID stuff is actually 
important to know because that is when gym sessions, this podcast, which is really what I wanted to talk about, but I've been rambling about my career for the last 40 minutes. That is when gym sessions, this podcast really came to life. So I'm going to bounce around a little bit, like some Quentin Tarantino movie style stuff. If I backtrack to 2017, I started a podcast with a friend of mine named Kevin Warren, who is a trainer and now he's a civil engineer in Houston, Texas. So at the time he was a bodybuilder and he was a trainer and we both wrote for a company called Stack. And those of you that aren't familiar with Stack, that was that was a crazy era too. It was like it took over T Nation as like the the place to get your fitness information online. It started off as like a Sports Illustrated type magazine, you know, they had a physical magazine, then they had their web their uh, website to kind of support that and then also had more content on the web and more frequent content. So a bunch of young trainers like myself and Kevin Warren and, you know, guys like Ben Bruno and Tim DeFrancesco and a bunch of guys like that were writing for Stack. So it was starting to grow and become its own thing. Now, I met Kevin on Stack because both of us were going back and forth on winning this award that they would give all the time. It was the the writer of the month award and you got like a $200 bonus, which was crazy because they were given like 25 an article back then, which is so low. I mean, I'm getting probably 300, 400 an article now, but back then like 25 an article was crazy because all I had to do was write these thoughts that I, that I had in my head for years that nobody would listen to. And I just kept churning out content. So Kevin and I were going back and forth every month on train or on a writer of the year or writer of the month, excuse me. And we became friends with that. And we're like, yo, we should we should do a podcast. And it was crazy because the podcast was actually really good. Like we had about 70 episodes. We had probably over 40 guests on household names that, that a lot of people knew and a lot of people wanted to hear from, like Corey Gregory, John Russin. We had the infamous Dr. Joel Seidman on. We had Tim DeFrancesco. We had Matt Ibrahim. We had a guy named Ryan Mickler who wrote like a number one bestseller book at that time. We had Zach Hummel on a lot of people that were like really starting their career and starting to take off. And we had a really good thing going. We even charted actually, we charted at like number 35 on fitness or something like that in like Canada or some odd obscure chart, but we were like, yo, we charted, we're, we're killing it. And the crazy thing is we didn't even put that much time into it. Like we recorded for like an hour once a week, it took me about 20 minutes to chop it up. Cause it was no video. It was just audio. And then we uploaded it onto SoundCloud and it just took off and started growing. And I loved doing it. And I always loved podcasting. And the reason why I'm telling you this is because eventually it fizzled out because life started life in like we had both of us had kids at the same time. Kevin was going through a transition into a new job. I was going through that same transition, you know, building pace. And we just kind of ran out of time and didn't prioritize it. So we shut it down. And that was one of my, my biggest, like, not regrets, but I really think we had something special there. Podcasting was always something I wanted to get back to and wanted to jump back into, which is kind of why we're here and what I'm telling you guys about today. Fast forward to 2020, the pandemic hits, gyms have to shut down, right? So that was all I did. Like I was just a trainer at that point. I put all my eggs in that basket into the pace basket and they shut pace down because of COVID. For me, I only had that one source of income. 
that's all. I was just a trainer, gym owner, and we were, you know, three years in. So now we were making crazy money, but we were doing okay. So when they shut the gym down, I was advised by the government to ask for unemployment, which I did. And I got denied because of the structure of how I get paid. So our business is a partnership between Eric and I. It's an LLP which is the partnership version of an LLC, Limited Liability Corporation. And we'll talk about business and that type of stuff one day and LLCs and corporations and S-Corps and all that. But then LLP wasn't eligible for the unemployment, which was crazy because that was a lot of entrepreneurs. I don't know what everybody's situation was, but for me, I got denied multiple times. And so what I did was what I had to do basically. And I was like, I mean, they're going to shut the gym down. It's going to stay shut for, I don't know how long it ended up being like four months, I think three or four months. They're going to shut the gym down. I don't know for how long. And I got to make some money because I put all my eggs in this basket. So I got a, a warehouse job at Amazon. And this is where gym sessions was born during that time we're talking march 2020 obviously essential businesses were staying open and amazon is the essential business so me being resourceful and creative again obviously i'm like okay let me get a warehouse job there it's simple i know that with my credentials and my job and work experience i know that i can get hired somewhere so i apply i get hired my shift is six to six i clock in at 6 p.m i get done at 6 a.m it was brutal but during this time, I had so much extra time on my hands because I wasn't training people. I started a podcast called I Need Answers. And that only really lasted like, like 10, 15 episodes because the world started opening back up again. And I realized I didn't really have that much free time. I had kind of like fake free time. So I started I Need Answers podcast, which was, it was just a general podcast where I talked to cool people, which sounds fun, but it's a terrible idea for a podcast because it's not targeted like gym sessions is for the basketball community it's for players coaches trainers and parents anybody in the basketball community who's enthusiastic and passionate about the basketball community it's a place where they can go for trustworthy information that's a very fine-tuned target audience <laughs> i need answers was just like i want to talk to cool people about what they do so it was all over the place. So I say that just to tell you like it's kind of the research over the last three years that I put in, almost three years that I put in on what it takes to build a podcast and how this isn't just some dude with Zoom and a microphone trying to like talk to cool people. Like this is this is a, a real brand and business that I'm trying to build. So I started working at Amazon, right? And so I need answers with my podcast at the time, but it had I had I was listening to a lot of motivational and a lot of entrepreneurial podcasts and videos and stuff like that at the time because I was working overnight. So Gary V at the time was all in on LinkedIn posting and LinkedIn blogging. So what I did was I started a LinkedIn blog called Gym Sessions, spelled G-E-M, just like this. And it was about the lessons that you learn in the gym, G-Y-M. And kind of playing on that, you know, gym word, right? So I already had the podcast, I Need Answers. So I was like, let me just make these like five to 10 minute little segments, little nuggets where I can drop gems on people. It's not a full podcast. It's just me 
you know, dropping a quick gym. And then I had the transcribed version on LinkedIn as a blog post. So it was a nice little, I had a little something decent going there. What I would do is basically I would have all this stuff in my mind. I work overnight and get off work at 6 a.m. And I would drive home and I'd have all these thoughts to unload. And so I would just talk right into my phone. And that was the first episode, the first episodes of gym sessions was me on the way home from that Amazon warehouse job, dropping gyms on my phone on an app called Anchor that would just upload it straight to Spotify for me. That was gym sessions. Now, mind you, I shut down that podcast, right? Because life started going back to normal, but gym sessions always had this ring to it that I just knew that it was something special. And so I hung on to it and I hung on to it. And for almost three years, I worked on gym sessions and what it is today and what you're listening to right now. I worked on it. I went, I took courses. I, I listened to different types of, uh, education on podcasts. I invested in extremely nice equipment, cameras, mics. I got a camera here. I got a camera here. I got another camera on the way. I've got two different computers, podcast computers with software set up. I've hired producers. Like I really took that time to put the time and effort and sacrifice into building out what gym sessions is and what you're listening to right now and what you'll continue to hear from this this podcast. So going back, like that was an interesting time. I actually have crazy a crazy story and I know I'm rambling now, but this was a wild time, right? Like we don't we never knew what was happening. Looking back, we can think about COVID however we want to think about COVID. But at the time I had no idea when the gym was gonna open back up. So you know, I took whatever opportunities I could to feed my family and that just so happened to be a job at Amazon. Like I said, it was six P to six A. So I get there at six P, clock in, I get a break at like nine thirty. It's a fifteen minute break at nine thirty. Then I get a thirty minute lunch break at twelve thirty AM. Then I get another fifteen minute break at like four AM and then I get off at six. AM. The place was so big. Like it was the biggest building you've ever seen in your life. And I just remember there was this rule that everything is tracked back. Everything you do is tracked back to your ID number. What I did was I was on the return conveyor belt. So I got, I got packages. I had to bust them open, figure out what it was, where it should go next. And I had the scanner that was basically attached to my name so they could monitor how many things I processed, how, how many time, you know, how much time it took me to get from one package to another. And what happened was every now and then, like, you just got to go to the bathroom, right? But they had this rule where you had a certain amount of time between packages that you had to be active. So let's say I get a package and I scan it in. It takes me five minutes to do that. So once I scan that package to where it needs to be, then the clock starts ticking again on the next one. And I think there was a rule that it was like, I want to say like 12 minutes. You had to, you had to get to the next package in 12 minutes. And if you had a lapse of that time frame, they're basically going to come looking for you. Well, one day I it was like two in the morning. I had to pee so bad. And so I'm like, okay. If I time it right, I can get to the restroom and get back before they, they come looking for me because I'll, I'll, I won't miss that time. It took me about five and a half minutes just to get to the restroom. So mind you, let's say it takes you five to get there, five back, 30 seconds to use the restroom. You're looking at 
over 10 minutes that you're gone and you have a like a 12 minute buffer. So you're cutting it close because this is such a big building. So it's almost impossible to do anything other than take the 15 minute break and the 30 minute lunch break, which is crazy. And then that 30 minute lunch break, again, you spend five to get there and five to get back to your station. And you got, so you got to eat in 20 minutes. And for me, like I, man, I was drinking coffee, Red Bull, whatever. Like I couldn't stay up because I wasn't used to that overnight shift. But anyway, I worked there for about a month. And then unfortunately, and this is obviously tragic, but multiple people within the warehouse passed away because of COVID. And so I'm like, man, I can't work here. People are, people are literally dying and I don't want to put my family at risk. And so I had to bounce, but still at this point, the gym wasn't back open yet. The world was getting worse. You know, the, the curve didn't flatten and we, you know, we still were not able to get the gym back going. So I had to kind of make another move, which is even crazier. And I haven't even really talked about this publicly, but I had an NFL client of mine who basically had a friend or a teammate who opened up a bunch of Marco's pizzas. So I hit him up. He connected me. I ended up getting a job at a Marco's Pizza for the last two months of COVID delivering pizzas. So I would literally get in at four, deliver till about 10. You know, it, it was just about bringing in any type of money because by that time, I still didn't have the unemployment that a lot of people had because of my, I'm self-employed and the way that the system was set up, you know, I was it looked like I was scamming because I am my own employer. And so eventually that's, that was the purpose of the PPP loans. PPP loans were designed for entrepreneurs so they could take advantage of the same unemployment that the general public got, but that didn't come for, for months later. And by that time I wasn't even really messing with it. So I didn't even capitalize on that. And plus a lot of people were taking advantage of that and scamming anyway thinking they could borrow all this money and not have to pay it back. Like it was going to get forgiven. Like, no, the government is going to get theirs back. Don't worry about that. So anyway, I started working at Marco's pizza, delivering pizza. And like I said, I was just still doing gym sessions in my car. Like I listened to Gary V podcast. I listened to Grant Cardone. I listened to Tim Grover. I listened to Eric Thomas, like all these motivational entrepreneurs. I'm taking all that in. I'm putting it out in the form of I need answers podcast with the gym sessions, little blurb. But like I said, ended up shutting that podcast down and kept gym sessions and and worked on it for the last, I, I just really just worked on it for the last almost three years. And, and that's where we are today. And, and mind you, I, I have, there's a lot of takeaways from those times and those jobs that I had that were kind of like survival mode jobs for me, because obviously I knew and the people that I worked with knew that I owned a gym and that was my full-time gig. And they knew that this was temporary, but I still enjoyed just being a dude at a workplace and not the owner. Like that was, that was nice for me. It was like at Marco's, it was like, nobody asked me every single question at the gym. Every single question gets to me. So it was actually kind of like a break and it was actually helped me become a better manager because now I was the one asking the questions to a manager. And I, I mean, I have no, no shame or no type of feeling towards doing those jobs because I was obviously supporting my family. But it was it was a crucial time for me because it's what helped when we opened back up. 
after the pandemic, we tightened up so much that when we opened back up in July or August, I think it was, I had taken all these things from working at these huge corporate environments and said, we need to tighten this up. We had to tighten this up. We had to be more strict here. We had to do this system here. And I took those systems and I implemented them and it really helped our business explode. And when I get back from this quick commercial break, I'll tell you guys exactly how that exploded and what we did next. Hey, what's up y'all? Justin Ochoa here, the host of Gym Sessions Podcast. Taking a quick break from the action to say a big thank you to the sponsor of today's show, and that is Hoist. Now, anybody who's followed me for any amount of time has seen me drinking Hoist for years. I promise you it's the best hydration drink on the market. And to support that, I wanna look at a common competitor, something that you may have seen called a Gatorade. Let's take a look at the electrolyte profile. Now, mind you, hydration is not just about fluid. You can't just drink a lot of water and think you're gonna get hydrated. You need electrolytes to help actually get the fluid to the cell and hydrate the body. So some of those electrolytes are calcium, magnesium, potassium, sodium, phosphates, chlorides. You can name any of those things and look at one of these bottles and find it. Let's take a look at the amount of electrolytes in a Hoist versus a Gatorade. Hoist has 430 milligrams of sodium. Gatorade has 270. Hoist has 130 milligrams of calcium. Gatorade has zero. Hoist has 260 milligrams of potassium. Gatorade only has 80. And Hoist has 20 milligrams of magnesium. Gatorade has zero. Gatorade has 34 grams of added sugar, which I'm not completely against sugar in a intra or post-workout recovery drink, but 34 is a little excessive. Hoist has 13. And then Gatorade has caramel color, red 40, ester of rosin, modified food starch. Hoist has stevia. So it's pretty clear which is the optimal hydration drink. If you want to learn more about Hoist. You can go to drinkhoist.com. If you like what you see, you can use my promo code PACE, P-A-C-E, at checkout for 10% off. I promise you, it's a game changer. Now back to the show. All right, so we're right back into the action and we're talking about post-COVID. So when we open back up, obviously everybody is out of shape. Everybody is starting to go back to their team or back to training camp or whatever, and nobody's been lifting or training appropriately. So our business really, really took off. And for the for the next several months, we outgrew our small 3,000 square foot space. And that's what I alluded to earlier when we moved up to Westfield to the Grand Park Sports Complex. We were sold a really good partnership and it just didn't turn out to be what we thought it would. And I'll talk about that in depth one day, but now is not the time or the place to do that. So we ended up being in Grand Park for two years, and then ultimately we decided it wasn't a good fit for us. It wasn't the place that we thought it was or that we wanted to be. And so we started, this is recording in October 2022, around the new year, you know, January 2022, we started looking for space, looking for to get back to our own. And we're still looking currently as of this recording but we have since moved on from Grand Park and we're training out of a place called Sparks, which is in Fishers, Indiana, owned by Super Bowl champ Courtney Roby, uh, indie guy, indie, indie legend, really. And um, that's where we're at now. And that's what we're doing until we figure out what this next step is for Pace 
And I say all that just to bring it all together that, as I touched on, Gym Sessions is going to be a major thing for me moving forward. It's going to be a major project of mine. I've got a lot of great guests lined up. I've got, I'm going to do a lot more in-person stuff if I can, because I think that the in-person episodes just really, really hit different. And I don't want this to be just like a podcast where I can just jump on a video call with anybody, anytime. That is, I will do some video calls, but it's it's not what I want to prioritize. I really want to get people in person, in the studio. Um, I've invested in some studio space and I really want to turn this into a destination podcast. And that's what we're working towards. And that's what we're going to, that's what we're going to accomplish. So Here's what you can expect. First of all, this is a podcast for basketball players, coaches, trainers, GMs, owners, parents, enthusiasts, recreational players. This is for the basketball community. Since I've kind of worn so many hats within this community, from player to coach to trainer, even parent, you know what I mean? Like I have a seven-year-old and a five-year-old who play basketball. Um... I've done consulting work, I've done scouting work, I've done video work, I've done film. Like I've I've worn a lot of hats and and I I didn't really want to word vomit my way through this episode cuz I wanted it to be kind of just like a background on, you know, how we got here, but we could dive in on some of those jobs eventually, but I want to connect all those subsets of of this culture and that's what this podcast is going to do i want to really make it a one-stop shop for trustworthy information for a place where all of those subsets can go to get good information learn from myself and my guests and reference for training coaching development business tips relevant to the basketball community so that's who this podcast is for, that's what you can expect. Now, like I said, this has been in the works since the COVID days. I've really dove in on making this special. And so what I ask from you guys is, please, let's let's grow together. If you don't mind, tell friends, family, other hoopers, other coaches about this. And I think that is how we can develop a community because that's where I want to take this. I want to take this to a community level where it's not just a podcast. I want it to be a community, a culture, a living society where people can come and we can trade information. We can talk about certain topics. We can help each other network. We can help each other out on so many different levels if we just all have this one community where we can reference. So another project that I'm working on right now, and I've been working on for a while that'll launch on the back end of this podcast is called the gym sessions coaching app, or I might call it the gym sessions performance app. I can't, I can't, I'm going back and forth. So if you listen to this, if you made it this far, let me know which one you like better gym sessions, performance app or gym sessions, coaching app. It's an app that will be extremely affordable, either annual or monthly priced, And it's a supplemental training app. So it's not, a program overhaul. It's not an ebook. It's not a training program to increase your vertical in six weeks. It's a supplemental training app that has basketball specific and basketball relevant topics of training that address common basketball ailments, sprained ankles, sore knees, 
bad hips, tight low back, sore elbows, all the things that basketball players go through. It's a supplemental app that features programming, tips, and training, even some nutrition on how basketball players can address these common ailments, potentially avoid them, potentially alleviate the pain of them, and it's all in the palm of your hand. So again, this is a supplemental app. It's very key that I stress that because I don't want people to think that this is a program that you can just do and it's like a coaching program where I give you the sets and reps and walk away. It's a supplemental app that you do every single day. Like take a supplement, like take a vitamin. So do this ankle routine every day if you have weak ankles. Do this knee health routine every day if you suffer from patellar tendonitis. Things like that. And there will be some programming tips in there and there'll be some some you know meat and potatoes exercises. But for the most part, I really want it to be something that's not going to cloud and crowd the online coaching space. Everybody has their programs, everybody has their ebooks, and I respect that. And I want you to use those ebooks and I want you to use those programs and I want you to sprinkle in these supplemental things I'm giving you because I think it can add value to what you're already doing. I want coaches to use this information to sprinkle it in their warmups of their pregame or postgame. I want athletes to take it with them to their AAU tournaments or their games so they can sprinkle it in pregame, postgame, halftime, whatever the case may be. I want athletic trainers to use it. I want athletic trainers to contribute to it. I want other coaches to contribute to it. So that's what I'm building. Gym Sessions Performance App or Gym Sessions Coaching App. You guys tell me. Or maybe it's the Gym Sessions supplemental training app. I don't know. Tell me what you think either in the comments if you're on YouTube or you can shoot me a DM at Justin Ochoa 317 or Gym Sessions Podcast if you want to make a suggestion or if you want to give me some feedback on the app. The app is currently in development. It is going to be a long process, hopefully about a year out, which by that time, hopefully this podcast is is really starting to take form and starting to take a life of its own. And then I can launch the app on the back end of that. That's what you can expect from gym sessions. I just ramble for an hour in a, a room by myself, talking to myself, which is pretty impressive. I'm actually, I'm proud of myself. I'm proud of myself. I'm really excited to launch this podcast. Like I said, this is the intro episode. This is not episode one. Episode one will be next week with DG. Uh, my mindset coach, my mental performance coach, my friend. Make sure you stay tuned to that episode because it's it's amazing. It's already been filmed as of today, and I think you guys are going to love it. If you don't mind, whatever platform you're listening to this on, if you can give it a star rating, give it the most stars possible. If you can leave some feedback, some type of rating and review, please do that. Share it with a friend, family, coworker, teammate, colleague, spread the word. Please help me uh, build this thing, right? I, I really, really want to help people with this podcast. I can't stress that enough. I don't necessarily like talking to myself in rooms by myself. So I really want to help people. That's the purpose of this podcast. Check out gymsessionspodcast.com. That's where you can find all of our social media outlets. That's where you can hit that follow button. It costs $0 to follow people. I don't know if you know that. It costs $0 to follow somebody on social media. That would be a great way to support. You can also subscribe to our mail list on the website to get 
early episode releases, exclusive updates on the app or the podcast. I promise I won't spam you with uh, stupid emails. I don't have anything to really sell you right now and I don't typically like receiving those emails so I don't typically send those type of emails anyway and then last but not least get ready for a wild ride this podcast I have several guests lined up from NBA WNBA college I have athletes on I have coaches on I have other trainers on I think you guys are gonna love it so I appreciate you so much for tuning in to this intro episode. I appreciate you for listening to me ramble about myself for the last hour. Hopefully that gives you a background of who I am, what I do, and what this podcast is all about. And with that said, thank you again so much for taking the time to listen today. I look forward to connecting with all of you through this podcast. If you ever want to reach me, I truly mean it. You can send me a DM, email, at me on any social media platform. I'll get back to you as soon as I can. And again, so excited to launch Gym Sessions. Peace.